Good morning, Vietnam. That's a movie quote. Oh, we're going to see that movie, All the Things Everywhere, All the Time. What? <laughs> it's this new movie. It's called Everything Everywhere, All the Time. Okay. And everyone's raving about it. It's in the theaters. So it's got like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a sci-fi fantasy, but also like weird 97% mind. on Rotten Tomatoes or on the fan Both. critic? I don't know why I thought of that, but that's what we're doing tonight. I'll nice. let you know if it's good. I also just finished... Oh, hi, by the way. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, we're recording? Uh, yeah. Okay. My name is Rachel. I'm Anna. Sorry, <laughs> I was looking up the video for the movie. Anyways, I just finished the show on Hulu called The Dropout with Elizabeth Holmes or oh, yeah. Amanda Seyfried, who plays her. So it was really good. And it actually ties into today's theme, which is psychopaths. Are you one? Let's find out. And sociopaths. I don't know. She is one. Elizabeth Holmes, they're saying that she's a sociopath because she, and we'll get into the definition, but she she acts without concern for other humans. It's she's very, currently being, um, she's like under, like her suit is occurring right now, her lawsuit right now. Yeah. Did you watch her deposition? Uh, no. She's I like, smi- she's smiling the whole time, which is a telltale sign that she has no remorse. Uh, any updates for the week? I have a hole in my ceiling right now. And I guess it's going to be like that for a couple of days because I never fixed it. So that's my Why is update. there a hole to begin with? I don't know. Like, so the new person bought the apartment this week. Okay. So the, it was chaos, right? I'll not talk about that, but let's just say chaos ensued. And it <laughs> never ceases to fail me how incapable adults are at being adults. And it's my favorite when they think they're business adults and they're still children and they have like no understanding of money or contracts or anything. And also people who don't understand like working from home is like, oh, I'm working and I'm in a meeting. And it's like, no, I'm in a meeting. Like, I cannot talk to you. I'm sorry I didn't answer your call. Or I'm sorry if you're knocking on my door to come inside my apartment. Like, I'm literally in a meeting with my boss. Like, what do you Uh want me to do? Anyway, long story short, they sold the place. And she was like, oh, how long has this been leaking in the bathroom? I'm like, I don't know. It's been, hasn't really been leaking. So there's water damage on the ceiling of your bathroom. Correct. And she's like, well, we're going to get someone to look into that. And I was like, okay. But during this call too, or during this, while she was there, she's like, we're also going to replace the windows. We're going to open up this thing. Like she's saying all these crazy, like long-term things. So I'm in a meeting at three o'clock and all of a sudden I get this knock on the door. So I'm like, okay, one second and go check the door. There's like five people outside who I've never seen before in my life. Two of them are the maintenance people. And they're like, the leak, the leak. It's like, what leak? Like, we need to see the leak. I was like, do whatever you want. I'm in a meeting. So I like literally like put my headphones in and I don't talk to anyone else. And I just like go back to being in the meeting. Now it's like five o'clock. Finish my work day. I'm going to the bathroom and I look up and there's just the hole in the ceiling where the like drywall was previously like messed up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like the size of like a cereal box pretty much. And there's just like exposed pipes and like whatever's above. Then that night I didn't shower there because I was like, this is odd. Like, I don't know. And they're like, she's, they're going to come back tomorrow and fix it. I was like, okay, no one comes back on Friday. And I know they don't work on the weekend. So I just put saran wrap over it for the weekend and call yeah, it a day. Yeah, because you're going to have like mouses. Yeah. Mouses, mice. It's humid too. Like you can smell the humidity coming in yeah, from that's in disgusting. between. And I'm just like, Well, we'll keep that. you in our prayers. <laughs> so. The new windows will be nice because your windows like constantly let in the draft. This is true. But also I I'd rather just not have people over while I'm working. Like I'd rather just not be like You need to tell you need to tell the new owner. Like what? You need to seriously tell her like you cannot come during the work hours. Yeah, but at the same time, then they're like, okay, well, then we come after work. And I also don't want to be home after work because I want to go do things. So it's like, I know I'm being yeah. annoying during that. 
but I'm like, yeah, but construction doesn't happen after anyway. So like they would only come during work hours, but in other news, <laughs> I am turning 25 this week. By the time this episode airs, I will be 25, a quarter of a century, half-life crisis, half-life. You got a pretty well, <laughs> if we're going with the theory that we're living a short, but exciting life, then yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Do you feel old? I do feel really sad that I am aging. I didn't really realize it till this year. I was like, oh, next year's 26. That sounds That sounds old. even worse. Yeah, yeah it just like, gets oh. worse from here. Um, so today's vocab word is schizoid. S-C-H-I-Z-O-I-D. But it's pronounced schizoid. Schizoid. It's an adjective. It means of or relating to a personality disorder marked by disassociation, passivity, withdrawal, inability to form warm social relationships, and indifference to praise or criticism. Um, Another meaning is that it's relating to schizophrenia or multiple personality. So it's very relevant to today's topic. It's kind of all-encompassing, this word. Yeah. As you read by the title of this podcast, we're going to be talking about psychopaths and also sociopaths. We're going to start by reading the definition of the two and going over what is the difference between these two words. You want to read the sociopath? Yeah. So sociopath is an antisocial. Yeah, sorry. It's a mental disorder in which a person consistently shows no regard for right and wrong and ignores the rights and feelings of others. People with antisocial personality disorders tend to antagonize, manipulate, or treat others harshly or with callous indifference. They show no guilt or remorse for their behavior. This is exactly how people think Elizabeth Holmes is acting or was acting at the time and still acts today. I think we need to give a little brief synopsis of who she is. Oh, yeah. If you don't know who we're talking about, basically Elizabeth Holmes was a dropout of Stanford and she had this vision of becoming like the most successful woman in the world. So she came up with this idea that you could take only one drop of someone's blood and run it in their new proprietary device. And that would be able to test their blood for like many, many different diseases and issues. The problem is she never successfully developed the device or the procedure or anything proprietary. So she was indicted. Is that the right word? Yeah. For fraud. So basically she claimed that she invented this device, but really she was taking the samples and shipping them out to third parties and then running the samples on other people's machines, which is illegal because she also tried to say that it was not so. So basically she lied about her whole company and her company was worth like $9 billion, $700 million worth of investor funds was lost. Yeah. Can you okay. imagine? But also, it sounds crazy, yes, but all, there is some like less crazy aspect in terms of like, okay, she's a dropout from Stanford. A lot of people try to do it, doing a startup yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely crazy as a startup to pitch like, we will have this future no, revenue I, coming, yeah, I blah, blah, blah. But it's got out of hand to the point where it was like, we will have this, we will have this. They're getting huge deals from the government. They're and getting CBS. huge deals from CBS and Walgreens. And part of the huge deals from the government too are like her side squeeze guy, who you find out later, the sunny yeah. guy. And so it's like this whole thing with, but it sounds like completely crazy, but a little bit in the startup world, it's like less crazy. We're like, that, yeah, it, that makes sense. It's, it's just yeah. when she kept on lying and, and, and six, seven years later, she was still saying she had, like she was almost there. We're almost at the finish line. But but the, the lab was like telling her, no, we're like years, we're probably 10 years out from reaching yeah. this milestone. And she was just lying. And also 
the lab eventually got shut down for mismanagement and not following guidelines or rules. GCP. And, and that's how the whole thing started to collapse. So the theory is that she is probably a sociopath because she knew that she was giving false test results to people leading in false positive HIV, false indication of miscarriage, false cancer diagnoses to multiple patients in Arizona. And she still didn't shut it down. Like she knew that people were getting false information about their health. And to me, that's like a indirect form of murder. Oh, I mean, I agree, but also it's not that far different than what happens now. Like, it's like, oh, money's coming in. Let me yeah. just look under the rug and health is like not, it's yeah. not that different than what's being promoted yeah. these days. So going back to the definition of a psychopath, psychopathy is defined as a mental antisocial disorder in which an individual manifests amoral and antisocial behavior, shows a lack of ability to love or establish meaningful personal relationships, expresses extreme egocentricity, and demonstrates a failure to learn from experiences and other behaviors associated with the condition. A psychopath doesn't have a conscience. If he lies to you, he can steal your money. He won't feel any moral qualms, though he may pretend to, which is super manipulative too. Yeah. He may observe others and then act the way so that he's not found out. And a sociopath typically has a conscience, so it's there, but it's weak. They may not know that taking your money is wrong and they may feel some slight guilt or remorse, but that won't stop their behavior. So generally people believe, or researchers do, that psychopaths tend to be born. So it's, you know, genetically predisposed while sociopaths tend to be made by their environment. So the reason they think Elizabeth Holmes was a sociopath, not a psychopath, is because she often said, like, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Like, like you said, she believed that she would eventually have the device to be able to do what she's claiming. She did express some level of guilt, but it did not stop her behavior. At least in the show that Hulu put out, you could kind of see like she battled with guilt a little bit, but it was like fleeting and it was for a second. And then she would immediately flip a switch and go back to like being a maniac. So but that's what just- if she truly did believe like part of research is, you know, we're close. We're not there. Yeah. And, like give no, us that's money to put more money like, into she it. She truly most of the time believed that she was doing the best thing and like was helping people. And you could see her struggling with herself in the mirror saying like, I'm helping people. I'm helping people. But then yeah. like, but then she's got all this weird, like financial side stuff going on. That is like, that's the part that I'm thinking is makes me believe it's more fraudulent than just like a startup. So we're going to take the test. It's a psychopath test and it'll tell you where you lie on the spectrum. So the spectrum has an area for, I believe, antisocial, sociopathy, and psychopathy. Psychopathy? I don't know how to say it. But we're both going to take it. It's a really quick test and you guys can take it as well. Okay. Number one, we're going like this? Yeah. Okay. When I get frustrated, I get very angry very quickly. Hmm. That's very situational for me. It depends on who I'm with. If I need to be the mature one, then I won't. If I don't, I'm going the middle. I would be upset if my success came at someone else's expense. It depends who it is. If it's a family member, no. If it's a random person, to be honest, I don't really care. If it's a family member, no. Like if you it's know a family member, no. If it's a family member, I would be upset okay. if basically if i'm like interviewing for a job and there's another random person interviewing if i succeed and get the job at the other person's expense like i'm not going to care because i you know a little but i'd be able to associate enough away from it but yeah i know what you're saying people who get ripped off usually deserve it (laughs) 
part of me is like, yeah, you're pretty dumb. But at the same time, I'm like, but they may not have known. And they just may have never. I just feel like with the internet now, you have like no uh, yeah. like availability. I would to be say. like slightly agree. I find that I am able to pursue one goal for a long time. I would say yes. A lot yes for me. Yeah. When I get frustrated, I get very angry very quickly. <laughs> you just got the same question twice. Okay, I'll go. I oh, end I up, hit the back button. Oh, <laughs> I end up in the same kind of trouble time after time. Absolutely not. Really? You learn from your mistakes and move on? You never did the same thing twice? Not time after time. Like, what would be an example of that? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like when you're growing up with your parents, probably is when I would find with your siblings, lying, whatever. Like, you oh, know what those I mean? are not like things that I consider. I, well, we'll let this one pass. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad when my words or actions cause someone else emotional pain. Yes. Love is overrated. Oh, that's a double negative. Like two thumbs down for me. <laughs> you think love is go- is good? Yes. <laughs> I, I disagree dealt twice. Two thumbs down. A psychopath that. would probably say love is stupid. So yeah, good. That's good for you. Most of my problems are due to the fact that other people don't understand me. Ooh. I think lack of understanding is the root of a lot of issues, but that's pretty selfish perspective to think yeah. understand me versus a lack of understanding. Like the people. reason I, the reason I'm not succeeding in life is because everyone else is doing yeah, something very egotistical. My main purpose in life is getting as many good things as I can. (laughs) I'm going to go slightly agree. I sometimes find myself admiring a really clever scam. I don't even feel bad about that. I highly (laughs) agree. A hundred percent. I can respect it. I've been in a lot of shouting matches with people. (laughs) Strong disagree. I do not like to scream. Before I do anything, I carefully consider the possible consequences. Strongly agree. Even if I were trying very hard to sell something, I wouldn't lie to get my way. See, Elizabeth Holmes would say, disagree, I will lie. I don't, but it's like the fine line of like believing something will occur. But no, she lied many times. Like she said facts that were not true multiple yeah. times. So uh, I don't think I would lie, no. Making a lot of money is one of my most important goals. Yes. What are you putting? Neutral. I think it's a nice outcome, but it's not my most, like, I feel like my last job decision is very indicative of that. Yeah. I enjoy manipulating other people's feelings. Whoa. (laughs) No, I don't do that. Don't do it or don't enjoy it. I think we all do it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) looking out for myself is top priority. I think everyone says yes to that. If you're not, then it's like, yeah, I'm going to go slightly agree. I am often bored. Agree. What's right is whatever I can get away with. There is no truth. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. I tell other people what they want to hear so that they will do what I want them to do. I am manipulative. (laughs) I'm putting a negative for that, by the way. I have never been in trouble with the law. That is true. You never got a speeding ticket? That doesn't count. You're breaking the law. (laughs) I don't plan anything very far in advance. False. Cheating is not justified because it's unfair to others. Agree. Success is about the survival of the fittest. I'm not concerned about losers. Oof. That's a tough one. Because in a sense, it is true. Correct. Success is the survival of the fittest in a purely survival-like perspective. But that, I don't think, is the perspective we should have. Right? But do we have it? We shouldn't have that perspective, but do we have it? I'm going to go slightly agree. 
You're not concerned about losers at all, though? No, I'm going slightly agree because okay. I agree with the premise, which is success is about the survival of the fittest. I do in an evolutionary standpoint of like, that's how people adapt and everything, but I don't in a community standpoint of like... That's true. Very true. Good point. A neutral. I let others worry about so-called higher values. My main concern is to get what I want. No. The cheating isn't justified because it's unfair to others is an interesting question. Because I feel like you're supposed to disagree with it to not be a psychopath, but is that why it's wrong? Or is it wrong because it's inherently wrong? There's like two questions being asked. All right, I got my results in. And it's basically a little four quadrant chart and it plots your data point where you lie. And I am somewhat closer to the sociopath section. That doesn't mean I'm in the section. She's but I'm close. close to she it. is on the almost line. I'm on the line right there, folks. What are the two dots? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a, a, a between the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She really but is. But I do want to say I answer these questions like from the darkest part of my soul. Yeah. If so that like makes the true sense. self. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm not ashamed to say that, yeah, sometimes I put my success over others. You know what I mean? Yeah, First, I, mean like, I think that I think most people would answer yes to that or should. I mean, I don't. No, I'm saying I answered honestly and I said, no, yeah, I do put my success in front of others. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Most people probably should do that too. Yeah. So what are your results? I'm I'm a little behind. Hold on. (laughs) I I had to like wait for your reading. I'm slightly leaning towards sociopathy and a little bit of impulsiveness, which makes me 9% more psychopathic than the average population. So if the average population is 0%, I am 10% more, but that doesn't mean I'm actually one. It's just like, it's a spectrum. So we're all on the spectrum at some point. Yeah. What are your results? Let me see. I'm almost average. She is slightly more towards the impulsive, but she is not I'm a little raised. I'm a little raised sociopath, but like a half of a box. Anna is 4% more psychopathic than the average population. So I'm 5% above you. Which I feel like Which that's is not double me if you think about it. Oh, I was, was going to say, I don't think I it's know that exactly. bad. <laughs> put it in perspective. Okay, I'm more impulsive. You're more everything else, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense because you are kind of a little bit more impulsive than me. I would say a, a lot more impulsive <laughs> than you. <laughs> so maybe this will give insight into the rest of this episode, um, knowing that I am basically a sociopath. Okay, so now let's ask ourselves, do we think this test is accurate? It's a 27-question quiz. Do it's we think... It's got absolute truth. I think so. I think, like, when you're in therapy, this is <laughs> the test that you give you. And yeah, wherever probably, you fall... This one's FDA-approved, actually. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I read somewhere that in the DSM, which is what therapists and psychologists use to diagnose mental disorders... What is... The DSM. Like a test? No, it's the book of... It's basically the Bible for psychology. It has all the disorders and all the symptoms and all the character traits. I could be wrong, but I read yesterday that they don't use the diagnosis of sociopath or psychopath. They just lump everything into antisocial. That's when I was trying to find the definition of the, like trying to distinguish between the two. That's also what I read like on the research papers and everything. It was like, they're the same. They're both antisocial disorders. And then I, the only thing I could find out was like one was predisposed and one was not. Yeah. There's not really a benefit to like dissecting in detail what the differences are. It's basically like everyone has some of these tendencies and some people have it really badly to the point where it affects their life and it can be problematic like elizabeth holmes yeah because to me they just seem like sinful traits and it's like sometimes we just sin like you know what i mean where i'm like oh yeah you don't care about someone's emotions it's like well that's every time i do something where me is first you know what i mean true true did you watch that show on netflix 
about all of the kids in high school where they went on like a field trip and then when they came back from the field trip the whole city was gone the town was gone their parents were gone and it was just like the kids running flies what was the name of that show it's like a lord of the fly situation though like a book it's called the society yeah my point is that there's a character on there who's a psychopath so if you want to see like a psychopath in action watch the society on netflix i just watched reservoir dogs last night and there's an actual psychopath, or at least that's his character too in the movie too. So we're going to read some psychopath submissions from Reddit. Love Reddit. And there are some pretty crazy ones on here. So I'm excited to dive right in. Which um, threads did you go to for this? I just looked up um, like psychopath stories Reddit okay. and then I clicked on the first thread and I found a bunch. Did okay. you read any of these yet? Or I no? haven't. I wanted okay. to be the element of surprise. <laughs> All right. Number one. My aunt has two kids, both adopted, and all I know about their biological moms is that they were drug addicts. One of them, we'll call her Jane, is my age, and we were always really close. But her older brother, John, never really hung hung around with us to the point that I barely knew him, even though I spent a lot of time at their house. Anyway, when we were 12 years old, Jane, my sister, and I built a massive blanket fort in the basement and were hanging out inside of it. John was maybe 15 at the time, and I don't know why he originally came in, but for some reason, he decided to mess with us by taking a large kitchen knife and randomly stabbing into the fort. We were trying to crawl away, but he could hear us and followed to whatever section we were in. I'm not sure if blindly stabbing at your relatives can ever really be playful, but this was not. Jane was screaming at him to stop, and we were both crying. It was terrifying. Finally... My aunt heard us screaming and came down and yelled at him. John claimed it was just a joke and said we were having fun. He's now in the middle of a 25-year prison sentence for murder. Dang. Okay, I'm not going to lie. My brother... (laughs) I was going to say, for a little bit, I was like, yeah, that's probably something that happened with siblings. Like, I feel like older brothers or brothers in general playing with knives is really common. But I think stabbing blindly into a fort with your sister At 15, inside too. Yeah, like you're old enough to know yeah. that this is dangerous. Like my brother would sometimes pull out a kitchen knife and like be like, "Ha ha!" But he yeah. would he would never like yeah. actually stab me. <laughs> and like they're screaming and stop. And like also the random aspect of it. Like it's one thing if you're playing and like faking it, and but yeah, like you yeah, can yeah. see. But the random stabbing of like, yeah. oh, it could happen. Like it's not. Like, you're not, like, pretending to, like, hit them and, like, not. Yeah. It's, like, it's just totally random and it could happen. Like, <laughs> and the fact that he is in prison now is, like, okay, that was definitely, <laughs> that was definitely a red flag. <laughs> what an interesting world. All right, me read two? Well, yeah, we can take turns because it's kind of long. So this is, like, a two-part thing. I once woke up to my little sister trying to smother me, but thankfully she was also too small to get the job done. We were seven and five years old. It was the first of three attempts she made on my life growing up. Wow. (laughs) What an intro. (laughs) Long story. We had our own rooms, but I hadn't been allowed to sleep in mine for two years. She'd have a fit every time I tried to sleep in my own bed, and our parents would convince me to stay in her room to just get everyone to bed. They went so far to install a bunk bed in her room, but she still insisted we share just one bed. One night, I woke up to her wetting the bed. I was angry because I didn't want to be in there in the first place, and now it was covered in pee. She screamed at me to get back in bed, and when I didn't, she got up and tried to attack me, smearing yet more pee all over me. So we were both shrieking at this point, and our parents woke up and came down. I don't remember the exact conversation since it's been almost 30 years. Wow. (laughs) 
But the gist of it was that first she demanded I sleep in the piss puddle and she would just sleep against the wall and we pretend nothing had happened. And when my parents didn't agree, she became very distressed and admitted that she thought there was a monster in the closet and had been insisting I sleep in the same bed with her so it wouldn't kill her. And she was terrified that if I moved back to my room or even to a different mattress, she'd be eaten. Remember, she is only five. My parents pulled the mattress off the top bunk and dragged the P1 outside and convinced me to be a big good sister, a good big sister, and defend her from the monster. Reluctantly, I let myself be shuffled back into bed with her. As soon as we were alone, she whispered to me that she makes me sleep on the same mattress with her because someday the monster will come out to eat one of us and she's going to escape while it's eating me. Without a word, I got up and moved to my room. I was willing to be there to defend her from the monster, but not to be a distraction for it. When our parents came down to investigate screaming, I refused to move back into her room and they finally relented. Later that night, I woke up because I couldn't breathe. My sister was on my bed trying to suffocate me with this blank, dead expression on her face. She was five years old, by the way. When our parents came back to investigate yet more yelling, she told them she'd just come into my room because she was scared of the monster. They didn't believe me that she was trying to smother me. I started sleeping with my door locked. I like how it just ends. Like, this was 30 years ago. Do they talk still? Like, what happened here? A five-year-old trying to suffocate a sibling in in the middle of the night is like actually scary well also the like disassociation of like oh it's the monster and like the monster comes out and it's gonna eat one of us and like oh and the, her yeah. excuse to the parents is like oh it's the monster like that, it, it's like there's two things there's going a lot on. of like there's a lot of like thought process going on in the girl's head and the poor kid is just like the parents are probably tired come home from work just being like just go to bed <laughs> just sleep in the room and the son or the dog whoever this other person is like i'm like <laughs> literally scared it's like one of those movies but the movie seems so unrealistic to me i'm like i don't enjoy these movies i don't find them scary because i'm like this is stupid but then you read stuff like this and you're like yeah I guess. yeah like, this is crazy and at five years old that's that's the reason i chose this story is because she's so young it's, it's manipulative she's a little schizoid <laughs> some might say look at that one for me my dad has narcissistic personality disorder and is generally an emotionless asshole. <laughs> when I was in the middle school, I stepped on a stick in our yard and a piece of it broke off in my foot. My dad is a software engineer, shout out, and used to go on site to build databases and help switch patient data to digital through the 80s, 90s, and present day. It gave him a real complex about not being a doctor and he stole tools and little pieces of equipment and would wear scrubs all the time. That's, hold on, okay. Dr. Dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It also meant he refused to take me to the ER for a super simple thing. He heated up a pair of medical scissors and cut the heel of my foot open while pretending to play doctor. At several times, my mom opened the door to tell me to stop screaming so she could hear her phone conversation. This is definitely Dr. Dead. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a story. It's a podcast and also a show now about a guy who pretends to be a doctor and does back and spinal cord surgery. He actually does the surgeries. Yeah. He's in the... And he like ruined people's lives like i guess he is an actual doctor though. like he's got an md that's true he is yeah. a doctor but he is like an actual psychopath and yeah. like paralyzes people on purpose yeah and it's like this whole thing about the system and how no one wants to be the one to fire him kind of thing yeah the fact that the mom opened the door and told him to shut up <laughs> but also again this is like i'm looking at the parents perspective too and i'm like all right they got a little thorn in their heel let's just cut it open and do it but at the same time it's like also torturous like it's like yeah who knows how so- much he's, he's a like, software engineer it's not even like he's a nurse or something yeah but like it depends on i would be like yeah let's let's i'm not gonna pay an er bill let's just cut it open and do it 
Like, so it kind of depends. I guess it depends. But uh, I'm sure if it's this yeah. traumatizing, then it must have actually been. Yeah. I'm sure this isn't times. the only thing he's tried exactly. to do to you surgically. <laughs> I have a cousin who I always knew was kind of crazy. We live in a major city and he never leaves his family's apartment. He just stays in the apartment drawing and playing games. When I was in college, I took him and my friends to see a concert. We got pretty drunk, and when we came back, we were hanging out in his living room. His parents were out of town. He started drawing in his little book, and I asked to see it. Turns out he was drawing me sitting there. It was an extremely detailed and accurate drawing of me. I flipped through the book and found all sorts of cool creatures and landscapes until I landed on a drawing of his brother, dead and mutilated. An extremely detailed drawing. Turn the page, my dad, dead and mutilated. Turn the page, me, dead and mutilated. Quietly, my cousin says, Ah, did you find the drawings of the family? I was in shock and disbelief. What the F is this? Why the F would you draw our family like this? He says something like, I think about it all the time. I think about killing you and the rest of them all the time. They're also like super drunk. (laughs) My friend and I look at each other, frightened and silently planning on how we're going to get out of there. Our shoes were off and our stuff was downstairs. He could see we were upset. He looked disappointed, like we were trying to upset him. Are you scared? And as he said that, he moved to the kitchen. You had to get past the kitchen to get out of the apartment. I was really worried that he was going to get a knife and try to stab us or something. I said, "Uh, no, they're really good. Was just surprised at first. They're really impressive, though. I had to basically placate him into thinking I was okay with the drawings that he would let us leave. Placate. I know. Look at that. He never did anything like this again, but he gets really weird and creepy whenever he drinks or smokes weed. I told my parents what happened, and they just kind of shrugged and said, wow, that's weird. I would be freaked (laughs) out. It's not just like one drawing. Like, let's say he has beef with his brother, right? Or something. And he draws a picture of him dead. But the whole family, page after page, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are creepy. Well done. Another male cousin. I have a male cousin who I strongly suspect, suspect is kind of something like a sociopath. I'm a female, by the way. I live next door to him. He was in high school and I was in grade school. His family had a pool and we would go over often and hang out, which I dreaded because this cousin, when no one was looking, would sneak up on me and either throw me into the water or get in with me if I were already in and hold me under until I was out of breath. I would actually breathe in water and go limp and he would pull me up with me coughing and choking or I would claw desperately gasping for breath. He was laughing the whole time. It was horrendous and it was creepy how jovial his expression was. He did this all the time and his parents or one of mine, usually my grandmother, would either mildly admonish him if caught or he would do it when no one was around. For some reason, I was afraid to tell the extent of his abuses. I feel like it always goes like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. There were smaller things, little acts of harassment like scaring me, taking my stuff, pulling my hair, taunting me. But the near drownings were the worst. This all went down between the ages of me being 5 to 9 and he was 14 to 18. So he's significantly That's older than her too. That's a big age gap. He also picked me up and literally held me feet first over the railing of the Royal George Bridge on a family vacation. I looked up this bridge... It's a big bridge with a like a miles of underneath. Miles. Like, it's a ma- miles. It's on a mountain. It's on a mountain. So like imagine. Okay. First of all, this is hard to believe. But second of all, if this is true, that is like the scariest thing ever. Also, I would like faint. what are the parents doing? Yeah. What, are the, what is the public doing? Has anyone seen someone holding another person upside down over the edge? I think I went into shock and I just recall becoming very still. 
For that, he did get in trouble at least. He apologized because he was forced to, but his eyes were always kind of dead, but with a sparkle if he were doing something egregious, like a happy kind of twinkle. Oh yeah, once he had his brother hold me down while he poured tequila down my throat. He did get caught for that because I had to go to the ER. <laughs> okay, that is like actually assault. Also, hanging over the bridge should be attempted murder, I think. I Yeah, I guess as a parent, you're just like hard to accept, hard to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, as a kid, he was always running away and once killed a stray cat. That's always in the books. You know, they're always killing the animals by choking it with barbed wire. He had on some kind of leather gloves. Weird thing was, is that all the neighborhood boys thought it was cool rather than call this crazy out. That sounds like teenagers, though. Also, side note, I think it's one thing for a young boy to see that happen and, like, laugh because everyone else is laughing. But it's another thing for the boy to do it himself. I think that takes another level of crazy to actually take a barbed wire and kill the cat versus just, like, being on the sidelines and laughing. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. When he turned 16 and drove, he would purposely run over stray animals and laugh and brag about it. No one did one thing. Enablers for sure. Talk about normalizing slash minimizing bizarre behavior. He was extremely good looking. Mm. Ah, there we go. Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's the... Um, Ted Bundy. Yes. Yeah. Another good movie on Netflix, I believe. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Uh, Zac Efron plays him. Once so. Upon a Time in Hollywood is also on my queue to watch, and I think you would like it a lot. Isn't so. that like a fantastical? I don't like fantasy. No, I think it's about the cult leader. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Oh, then I La like La it. La Land is the one you're thinking of, which is like a musical. Or maybe not. That's what I thought of as an alternative. Oh, okay. He was like model material, but not to me because I saw what he was under the surface. A high school quarterback, adored by all the girls. They all fought over him. He played football on a scholarship at a D1 school. SEC school. But suffered a knee injury that ended his career. In high school and college, he was always getting in trouble. Frequent fights and DUIs. Frequent. (laughs) But he got bailed out every time. And again, probably due to his, his athletic ability and gorgeous looks. He also bragged that he had his girlfriends to his schoolwork. He has been married three times and has stuck with his third wife, who is a martyr type. Scary thing is he is now a high school football coach and has been for decades and was just promoted to assistant principal. Scary because I think he has no business working with minors. We definitely saved the best one for last because that was crazy. I think it's kind of hits all the topics too. It's like, oh, looks, athleticism gets you so many free passes. And then also like parents, like, I mean, but I I also understand the parents too. Like it's hard to accept it or be like, oh, whatever. And also little kids do random stuff all the time. Did your brothers ever hold you under the water? I mean, we did a lot of fighting in the water. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty common. But it needs to stop at a certain... Like, and it wasn't like, oh, I don't want to go in the pool today because yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to live. <laughs> like, right. It was a mutual, let's fight like, it out. My brother would push my head under, but like immediately let go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like play fighting, like you said. But it was never to the point where I was scared to go, like yeah. you said. So that's crazy. The feet over the bridge thing, uh, I can't even believe that happened. But I'm so sorry if it did. <laughs> that is... Like, he could have dropped you and you would have died. And now I'm trying to think if, like, anything crazy has happened in my life with someone like this. A lot of these are from childhood. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have... I want to know right now what's going on in these... I guess right now we know he's... One of them is in prison. Yeah. Well, yeah, one's in prison. (laughs) The other one's just out there affecting a million people's lives. One of them's a school principal. After paying for a D1 SEC school. 
So we're going to read some more facts from the article, from an article on WebMD, the source of all of our knowledge. In movies and TV shows, psychopaths and sociopaths are usually the villains who kill or torture innocent people. In real life, some people with antisocial personality disorder can be violent, but most are not. Instead, they use manipulation and reckless behavior to get what they want. For example, they may not be cold and calculating killers, but they may be climbing their way up the corporate ladder even if they have to hurt someone to get there. See, I was just thinking about that. That's almost like not frowned upon though to do that. Right. So where do we draw the line? It's a good question. That's why I think it's like it is just sin and we all have it. It's just like some people more extreme. Not that you can have an extreme sin, but like yeah. it's the same result. Oh, here's a good one. Just because a person is mean or selfish doesn't necessarily they mean doesn't necessarily mean they have this disorder. Okay. So that's some good news. Another tip they have to differentiate the two is that a psychopath can be described as cold-hearted and a sociopath can be described as hot-headed. So a psychopath knows he's manipulating people and can act the part, but a sociopath is not as like intellectually aware that they are a sociopath, so they are often like angry and don't understand why people are mad at them. But a psychopath is like next level. Like they yeah. know what they're doing is wrong. They're really good at faking emotions. This is a really good TV show about this. It's a little odd, so I'm not going to recommend it to everyone. But you need to. You, I think you would like it, Mr. Robot. It is like I think I started to watch it or something. And it's one of the best TV shows. It's up there. But it is a journey of all of these. Where is it on? Prime Video. Mr. Oh, Robot. Oh, yeah, I watched Mr. Robot. It was good. All of it. Uh, I think I watched like the first season or the first two seasons. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I'm telling you, when you <laughs> especially when you're talking about like these diseases and like the ending, you're like, oh, like it's just, wow. it's so, a journey down these paths. Check it out, guys. Mr. No, no, Robot. I'm not saying everyone. It's a weird <laughs> show and it's also like very techy. So yeah, on Prime Video. But it's, if you like this type of stuff, it's for you. I'll say that. Research suggests that a psychopath's brain is not like other people's. It may have physical differences that make it hard for the person to identify with someone else's distress. The differences can be basic body functions. For example, when most people see blood or violence in a movie, their hearts beat faster, their breathing quickens, and their palms get sweaty. A psychopath has the opposite reaction. He gets calmer. Researchers say that the quality helps psychopaths be fearless and engage in risky behavior. Isn't that interesting though? Because wouldn't like paramedics need this quality? Like people, sometimes it's a skill and sometimes it's like a horrific attribute. Yeah, that would probably be a good profession for someone who struggles with this to like control the ways in which they do crazy things. Um, yeah. But like that girl said in her submission, her brother had a twinkle in his eye when he was doing something crazy, yeah. but he was dead otherwise. Here's a question. So this is kind of a out there <laughs> philosophical question. I think it's debated a lot, but like, so if someone has this quote unquote disorder, like they've been diagnosed with it and then they go do something, kill someone, something horrific on trial. Right. And then you know how there's like, if they get diagnosed or it's proven that they have it, then the sentence yeah. is lessened. 
yeah. because it's out of their control question mark right. like, and they're going to like a medical prison yeah how do you feel about that let's bring up some controversy i guess i think it's okay i think it's valid to a certain extent like i truly believe that this is, is a brain disorder like this article says they have physical differences in the brain that is out of their control so i think it's fair but now it's like where do we draw the line how do we know for sure so anytime any breach of morality can be brought to an actual physical disorder then we can no longer say someone is responsible for that i guess is the question at hand i think we can always say they're responsible and they should be in prison the question is if they didn't have this disorder would they have still done the thing would they have still murdered that person if it wasn't for this disorder if the answer is yes then it's yes but i think a lot of the times when you're dealing with a true psychopath you can tell that they have no emotions like there are studies done that you can prove that they have no emotions or they don't feel emotions so it's like how can you blame that person for killing someone when they when they don't feel any emotions i guess my question is not that it's just did they do it or did they not yes they did sentenced yeah and they are sentenced i do think yeah. they need to be in jail 100 percent. it's just like when you question their morality yeah but the morality to i guess should not be i guess it is in terms of like how bad is a sentence is usually based off of like intentions no i think if someone i think they should have the same sentence it's just they also need to receive mental health care in their sentence which okay. is why they get sent to like these medical okay. medical institution yes, hospitals like usually it's like oh those are lesser sentences you know what i mean i'm not sure if that's true but i think they deserve to get help that they need but they also need to be locked up because they did it they did it for sure they killed the person or whatever yeah so what if someone just like you know commits murder for revenge you slept with my wife, kill you, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get sentenced to regular old prison for just revenge because revenge is not something that can be, like, we don't need to, quote unquote, help them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's an interesting, I'm not, I'm not even saying there's an answer. I'm just saying, like, it's an interesting, like, we'll box this up and say, this is an issue and we need to help them, even though they have the same outcome of, like, killing someone, right? And then someone else is like, oh, this is just revenge. Yeah, no, I think that the prison system needs to be... Reform the prisons. It needs to be more... I may sound really stupid, but I feel like there are programs, at least I hear about the good ones, right? I never really hear about the bad ones. But from the good programs I've heard, like there's rehab, there's church services, there's classes you can take. But is there like therapy? Is there therapy offered by licensed therapists to prison inmates to be able to work through their revenge issues and like come out of the other side. I'm not sure. If there is, there is. If there's not, I think there needs to be. Because I think everyone deserves to get help mentally. It's interesting though, because then you had the question of like, oh, who's paying for it? And that's like the yeah. like the tax dollar. Okay, is it my responsibility though that they get this help? Like that's right, but right. at the same time it's like, oh, that's a very conservative approach. Like, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I think if the I think if the inmate is going to be released they need to have a mental evaluation to make sure that they're okay mentally to go back into society, especially for murder or rape or things like that. Yeah, I think you know, there's never going to be a perfect system, though. So it's like the system's always going to be quote unquote broken. Like, it's yeah, never another, be great. another solution. I think I saw a documentary somewhere about like if prisons were private, since the private business owners, let's say, own this prison they want to make their prison the best, right? Because why would someone want to be sent to their prison if it sucked? So the idea of a capitalist system when it comes to prisons was thrown out. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I'm just throwing it out there because I know when they're 
government funded, it's the tax dollars. So then it's a bigger issue. But when it's privately funded, yeah, you know. But there's already a whole bunch of money issues with prisons. Like, have you ever looked into the phone stuff and like how egregiously expensive it is to like make a phone call and like everyone if less people are in jail then like the people who control the phone calls leaving prison lose money so there's like this whole like how are they making money on the phone calls you have to accept a call and like pay when every time you do yeah. it and so it's like that's a third party system who's like a company who's making money off of that like still so in terms of making a private jail there's already some parts that have been privatized that have been like super scaled and that's so interesting i never really thought about who gets that money oh yeah it's like people are that's why some people don't want to lessen the number of people in jail like it's a very money system Wait, as it is but why don't they just why didn't they just make it so that that money funds the jail that I, would make so much more sense I don't know. All, I already, When you said privatize the jails, I already I immediately thought of the phone thing. I was like, oh, I've already heard all these scandals about, not scandals, just like it's really unjust because some people, can, it's like super expensive. It's a whole thing about you can't talk and all this different stuff. It's like poor people suffer more is the idea. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think completely privatizing a jail would be possible because it's always going to be somewhat interrelated. They're going to have to have deals with the government. Like it's going to have to be regulated. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to doing a whole episode on this and doing more research because we we're, talk- we're talking out of our butts right yeah. now. We have no I know idea. The phone thing is true. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see like studies of different prisons, which ones have like the best success rate for reintegration and like analyzing. But is that a success for a prison? Like, I don't think that's how you would measure success. Well, I think from a societal standpoint, that's how we should measure it. So, yeah, like, but in it's my not societal right, standpoint, but in my like- mind, I'm curious to know which prisons have the best reintegration rates. That's my personal interest. Interesting, because I feel like certain prisons get certain types of people who are inherently going to integrate less likely. That's true. Like there's maximum security ones. Like yeah. there's one in on some island in the middle of Russia or on the coast of Russia that like only the worst people in the world get sent to. Remember? Not remember. Neither of us were alive. But the one, um, what's the one in San Francisco? I think about this one. Uh, it's like you can go and visit it now. It's like a little island. Freaking dang it. What is Alcatraz? it? Alcatraz? Yes. Imagine this. Sometimes I think about this, right? Imagine being on that island, right? And it's New Year's Eve and you're in jail and you see and hear the fireworks of a completely liberated like city right next to you. You can hear everyone having fun and you're just in solitude. Like, I feel like that's almost worse in terms of like, it's right there. You can see it. You can hear it. And like, you're all isolated. Yeah. I think I would lose my mind if I was in prison. It, I cannot even imagine part of me is like i would thrive and the other part of me is like i would why die. would you thrive imagine <laughs> like <laughs> imagine like, i'm like you know a lot of times you have a very structured life and you get to learn things if you like want to like you have time like you have time to go outside you have time to read you have like it's, that's if they let you, you outside really some prisons only let you outside 30 Correct. minutes a day so I'm saying it depends that. on the setup but a lot of it is you have a lot of time but it would be i mean i would be crazy i'm not saying i would thrive but i'm saying like <laughs> there could definitely like do some stuff with it like you're just given time but also at the same time constraint it's like the yeah it's the worst it's like you're given time which we always want when we're outside of prison but it's like with all these limits to where you're crazy because I have all this time, but I can't do anything. Yeah, there's also the argument of homelessness is so bad for so many people right now that like a lot of homeless people have said, at least I've seen on like YouTube videos randomly, that they would prefer to be in prison because it's a roof over their head, free food, free gym, free, you know, yeah. education. And it's like, damn, that's kind of true. Yeah. That sucks. But it's like at a price. Yeah, your freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if you're homeless and you're living on the streets... Um, Which, by the way, in Washington, D.C., I thought this was so interesting because I've never seen this here in Florida. 
they have they the city allows homeless people to set up tents in certain areas and so we would just be walking in the city we would see like a whole little field of people in tents and like it was a little community which was so interesting because that would never be allowed where we live here but i'm curious to know like what are what's the data like is that helping them oh like you know what i mean it's a whole whole conversation that i don't know enough about at all because it's a very interesting topic that i don't fully definitely understand because i feel like i'd rather be in a tent (laughs) and have free will than be in a prison and have education and hot food and correct but i I think their counter argument would be i have freedom but i can't do anything i have no resources no means right 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 i want that's a good question would you rather be well, gotta answer right now would you rather be in a tent and have freedom or be in a prison but have education yes because my thought would be in a tent which one in a tent anyways so hope you guys enjoyed that (laughs) ramble let us know what your test results are send it in the instagram dm of the yeah thing of the Mm, thing a small amount of drama on instagram you can also send us an email a small amount of drama at gmail.com yeah if you want to get some advice or not just want to talk to us just want to chat let us know uh, let us know what your results are you can email us that would be funny that would be funny yeah like if someone gets a a fax yeah (laughs) oh that's like so old school yeah send us your results via email that will be funny (laughs) and let us know what you want to hear from us please give us a five-star review we really appreciate it appreciate it period bye